Welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. It is Season 2, Episode 11, and we're going to talk some NCAA Iowa Hawkeyes football. Here we are. It's Week 0. The Iowa Hawkeyes play the Indiana Hoosiers on Week 1, September 4th at Historic Kinnick Stadium. And I wanted to talk about some of the storylines going into the first game of the season. Which position groups for Indiana are the strongest? Uh, where they have some returning starters and some big transfers they nabbed in the offseason. And then which position groups look as strong, maybe even stronger than Iowa's. And ultimately, who I'm picking for the win on September 4th in Kinnick Stadium. Well, whoever thought that Indiana football might be better than Indiana basketball. But here's where we are today. And it's an exciting matchup on the gridiron. This coming Saturday, my blood is pumping right now. I've been watching NCAA football, mostly the, the Nebraska-Illinois game. And boy, it just does not look good for Nebraska. You know, they, they ended up losing the game 30-22. to And I just think it's the beginning of the end for Scott Frost. I don't see them recovering to have a good season. I don't see Scott Frost digging himself out of this hole. He's only won 12 games in over three years as the head coach at Nebraska. And a lot of those games were, you know, against non-conference foes. Just no success, very little success in conference so far. And I don't know, it's just boneheaded plays. And that's how it's been the whole time he's been there. The, the one play today that stood out, I think there was a roughing the passer when Nebraska got an interception that really hurt. But, oh my, uh, this punt returner fielded a punt at the at the end zone. I mean, goal line. He should have never caught it. He should have just let it go in for a touchback. Um, but he, he, he fielded it right at the goal line and then was getting tackled in the end zone and tried to throw it out of the end zone I don't know what he was thinking it went out of bounds at the five they called it uh, safety because you're not allowed to it was an illegal pass in the end zone and then they reviewed it his knee was actually down in the end zone so it was still still a safety two to nothing Illinois to start that game and Illinois was up by three touchdowns midway through the third quarter uh, Nebraska got a couple of touchdowns after that but just too little too late and Brett Bielema, in his first game as the head coach of the Fighting Illini, gets the victory over Western Division foe Nebraska. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to think about. Uh, Scott Frost just has not been able to get it done, and here comes Brett Bielema, his first year, and, and he knocks off Nebraska at home, and, and there's exciting fan, excited fans in Champaign. I mean, they're, they're starting to think they're going to maybe – turn things around on the football field, which they've been so bad for so long. Uh, I was looking it up. They've won, they've won nothing more, no more than six games in the last nine years. I think 10 years ago under Ron Zook, they went seven and, and five or something like that, seven and six. But wow, just really fun, though, to have football here. And if you haven't seen that Nebraska Punt return, Google it, look it up. It's going to be on ESPN all night and, and the other stations, sports stations. Just just amazing. Um, they just don't seem to have what it takes to win these big games, uh, in conference games. And, and so it's going to be interesting to watch, but I, I can't imagine Scott Frost is going to be around at the end of this season for very long. 
Well, let's go ahead and get to the big game next week, Iowa versus Indiana. Well, going into the Indiana game, the big story is two top 20 teams clashing. It's the 18th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes and the 17th-ranked Indiana Hoosiers in the AP pool. We're used to Iowa starting the season with more of a cupcake type of game as they're getting the team ready for the season in Game 2 against Iowa State. But the Big Ten is now scheduling games earlier in the season with that nine-game nine schedule. And I like playing nine conference foes, three non-conference, although it typically doesn't allow the Hawkeyes to play many good Power 5 teams in the non-conference because one week every year is that home and away with Iowa State. So it leaves you only two games to try to schedule. And, you know, you want home games in there. You want some games where hopefully you can get some of the younger players in into play. You can get some rest to some of the, the more veteran players. But this could all change with the new alliance, with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Not going to get into that a whole lot here, but you know, will the Hawkeyes play one game every year against one of those leagues? Uh, will it be two games? Will the, the Big Ten stay at nine conference games? Will it go down to eight? And how could that potentially impact the Iowa-Iowa State rivalry in the future? We'll just have to stay tuned to that. But here we are, Indiana game one. In a lot of years, that would mean playing a so-so Indiana football team with a pretty good offense and a poor defense. But this is this is a different Indiana than we're used to. Uh, head coach Tom Allen has done a really nice job there. He's been a defensive coach his whole career, and it shows in this team. He's been a defensive coordinator, secondary coach, linebackers coach. Last year, he was the American Football Coaches Association National Coach of the Year. He's 24-22 and 22 in his four seasons four seasons at Indiana as head coach, the most wins for an Indiana coach in the first four years of tenure, and last year was a shortened season. He hails from Newcastle, Indiana, but he is not the most famous person from that town. That would go to David Lee Roth, former lead singer of Van Halen, you know, back in the, the 1984 era with those great songs, Hot for Teacher, Panama, Jump. But let's get back to Tom Allen. He's a yeller. He's a screamer a guy who tries to motivate his team with passionate speeches, just ranting and raving. Not really my style for a head coach, but it seems to be working for him. People seem to like him. You see a lot of puff pieces on him, and what a great job he's done as a coach. So this is no small task for the Hawkeyes in game one. And the Hawkeyes are trying to replace some holes. They had a lot of guys that left for the NFL after last season. And let's take a look at Indiana's offense versus Iowa's offense. Both teams played eight games in 2020. Indiana averaged 250 yards in the air, pretty impressive. Only 112 on the ground. The Hawkeyes averaged 198 in the air, so about a 50-yard advantage for Indiana there. But the Hawkeyes averaged 171 yards rushing per game, about a 60-yard edge there. So overall, they're pretty even in offensive numbers. The Hawkeyes had a more balanced offense in 2020. Both teams completed around 57% of passes. Pass attempts per game were similar, so Indiana just had more success getting the ball downfield than the Hawkeyes. Michael Penix Jr., he's their returning quarterback. He only played in six games last year after suffering an ACL injury. His completion percentage was about 55%, but his yards per attempt, almost eight yards, pretty impressive. Uh, but be warned, if you're trying to text some buddies that you've been watching some film and you really like Penix, that might not come through as planned with autocorrect, so just keep that in mind. Uh, make sure you double-check before you hit the send button. But he's a really good quarterback. The Hawkeyes are going to be keying on him. Iowa really has an advantage on the offensive side rushing the football. Uh, 
for Indiana, Stevie Scott should have been coming back for his senior year after rushing for 561 yards last year. He elected to put his name in the NFL draft. I don't think it was called. Uh, there wasn't much production after him. It looked like sophomore Samson James would be given the reins at running back this year. He transferred, as did another running back. So it's, it's I don't know, it's a trend there, but Indiana brought in USC running back Stephen Carr for a fifth year. And it looks like he's going to be their guy at running back for the Hoosiers, as well as mixing in some young guys. But Carr played all four years at USC. This is going to be a fifth year at Indiana. He had 396 yards and five touchdowns. That was his most productive year. That was in 2019 for the Trojans. For the Hawkeyes, obviously, it's T. Good, Tyler Goodson. He had 762 yards rushing. The departed, Makai Sargent, who's trying to make an NFL roster, had 432 yards. But I'm... I'm Sounds like IKM, Ivory Kelly Martin, is healthy this year. That would be huge with the experience he brings out of the backfield. And then the two Williams, Gavin and LaShawn, are getting a lot of love after the kids' day practice that showed those guys breaking out, especially LaShawn. But both look like good runners, and the future looks bright there. There's also true freshman Devin Hilson out of Des Moines. Uh, he's on the squad likely to redshirt this year, and the Hawkeyes just landed a big recruit from Florida. Uh, he's a three or a four-star, depending on the recruiting service. But Patterson... Uh, I don't want to butcher his first name, Jaswin Patterson uh, from Deerfield Beach, Florida. Nice get for the Hawkeyes and running backs coach Liddell Betts, especially with Ivory Kelly Martin is in his last year. And if all goes well for Tyler Goodson this year, I think he'll be playing on Sundays next year. Well, unfortunately for the Hawkeyes, back for the Hoosiers this year is stud wide receiver Tri Freifogel. In eight games last year, Freifogel had 37 catches, 721 yards, an average of 19.5 yards per catch. He is dangerous. He's a downfield threat. And we've seen the Hawkeyes get burned by some of those elite wide receivers in the Big Ten. I don't even like to say his name, David Bell for Purdue. So they need to be ready to lock him down and prevent a lot of completions down the field. Well, the Hawkeyes have experience and talent to do so with all returning starters in the defensive backfield. Uh, Whoop Fillier was another big target last year. He elected to head to the NFL. So those are big shoes to fill. He had over 50 catches in 2020, but Indiana got two transfers in the offseason. D.J. Matthews, a former four-star recruit, starter for Florida. And then Texas A&M transfer Cameron Buckley. So they have talent in the wide receiver room. Just need to start to gel, which will hopefully come sometime after game one. Also watch out for tight end Peyton Hendershot. He had a bit of a down year in 2020 as far as production, but he's experienced, and he put up some good numbers in 2019. But we've talked extensively about the Hawkeye situation with wide receiver. Uh, lost two great ones in Brandon Smith and Amir Smith-Marset. But the Hawkeyes do have some returning guys and some young players that should step up and continue to have, you know, the wide receivers, a key group making plays in 2021. Tyrone Tracy Jr. is going to lead that group. Um, I think we're going to be okay there, as well as at tight end with Sam Laporta. Well, Indiana's offensive line lost its best player. From 2020, but they returned six guys who played a lot. Now, granted, they weren't a great offensive line last year. They really had some troubles, but they are experienced and should be improving. They also have a transfer in Zach Carpenter, who started at Michigan, and will likely be in the starting lineup for Indiana next week. So overall, it should be a pretty solid group if they improved. It's an experienced squad, um, and it covers the offense, but that offensive line is going to be a big key for Indiana they had some struggles last year. You know, have these guys developed? How much improvement 
will come from some of the additions to that group, especially with the Michigan transfers. Let's shift to the defense, and this is where Indiana has shown a lot of improvement, especially on the defensive line. They had a new defensive line coach last year, Kevin Peoples, and he did a heck of a job. They lost quite a few guys in the offseason, most notably Jerome Johnson and Javon Swan, who left to pursue the NFL. And Indiana has a few transfers. Imagine that, the transfer portal, trying to make an impact on the defensive line this year. One from Ole Miss, one from Auburn, and one from Northern Illinois. So this could be another solid defensive line for the Hoosiers in 2021. They have some guys returning also, like senior Michael Zamba. He's 6'3", 254 pounds, and he plays the position that Indiana calls the bull. It's a hybrid outside linebacker defensive end position. And Indiana runs a 4-2-5 defense. Um, the bull plays the defensive end, outside linebacker. But they're experimenting with this, this position, having a defensive end that stands up rather than being in a three-point stance. It's an attempt to be sort of a 3-3-5, but not really because they still have four guys lined up at the line of scrimmage, and the bull will drop back in coverage at times. There's blitz packages for the bull, and sometimes he'll line up in different places on the field, even the interior. So it's really an edge rusher with some pass coverage ability and keeps that offense guessing what that player is going to do. And in addition to the bull, Indiana also has a hybrid position they call the Husky. And this is a cross between a linebacker and safety. So it's, it's interesting to see how these hybrid positions are coming into fashion in college football. You know, the Hawkeyes, they have their cash position. It's kind of a, a cornerback, uh, linebacker type hybrid. And it's, it's, I, I think it's fun. Um, I think recruits probably like these fancy names and everything too. Good way to, to get some recruits enamored, be in that special role, try to get some really athletic guys to fit that position. And interestingly, Indiana has a coach who focuses on all of their specialists. So special teams, the Bull, and the Husky are his responsibilities. Well, we've talked about Iowa's inexperience in defensive line, and there's some guys you know, that do have some minutes. Uh, Van Valkenburg, he was second team. All Big Ten at the right defensive end. Joe Evans and John Wagner at the other defensive end have played a lot of snaps. And Noah Shannon has as well. And then we hear a lot of praise from guys like Y.A. Black, hoping for some big things out of him on the interior of the defensive line this year. And then hoping to see other guys step up. Logan Lee, Deontay Craig, there's a couple others uh, that we're going to see in that rotation. But this is the group for me that we have to watch on Saturday. Uh, they need to be doing a good job stopping the run. They need to be keeping those offensive linemen busy so the linebackers can roam. And they need to be getting some pressure on Michael Penix Jr. or it could be a long day. So that's a really key thing to watch on Saturday is how that defensive line does against Indiana's offensive line. Probably Indiana's best and most experienced group, similar to the Hawkeyes, is the defensive backfield. They return Three All-Big Ten players in the secondary, including All-American cornerback Taiwan Mullen. They have a fourth starter back as well. And then a former starter who's back to play the Husky position for his sixth year in the program after missing all of last year due to ACL injury. They also have a transfer from Old Miss, Jonathan Haynes, who's a safety. So they're going to be solid back there, just as the Hawkeyes are. The Hawkeyes are loaded with all starters back. Uh, a great backup in Terry Roberts, who's going to see the field, is an excellent special teams guy. And then transfer Xavier Williams from UNI, who is a multiple-year all-conference player. So 
I'm interested to see for the Hawkeyes on defense, you know, will there be a little bit more nickel, a little bit more dime played this year, especially in those passing situations and get those really athletic guys out on the field and can they cause some disruptions and get some turnovers? Well, Indiana only plays two linebackers, but they're good ones in Cam Jones and All-American Micah McFadden. And you can't argue with the tag All-American, but I'm pretty excited about Iowa's trio at linebacker Jack Campbell, Seth Benson, and Justin Jacobs. Campbell and Benson were really clicking late last year, um, and I'm hoping to see more of Justin Jacobs in 2021. He's an athletic linebacker. Uh, He makes tackles in space. And another one is Jay Higgins. He's a backup. A linebacker, and his father, Roy Higgins III, if you're not following him on Twitter, give him a follow. He's a really positive guy. He's a huge Hawk fan, and he's starting a grassroots movement for Kinnick Stadium starting the fourth quarter for all the fans to chant Hawk, Hawk, Hawk and flap their wings. So look him up on Twitter. Learn what the Hawk, Hawk, Hawk is. I'm in. Why not? Let's get another tradition going at Kinnick. So what's my prediction for Saturday? Well, it's a huge matchup again, top 20 matchup. And I was looking at the spread just to see where it was. I'm seeing Iowa minus four and a half. I know it varies by service. Hawkeyes would need to win by five to cover that spread. I'm not worried about spread here. I'm just worried about a win in a big time game one in a season which with a team that I think is really good, but they need to come out of the gates firing on all cylinders. We've seen those years where the Hawkeyes take one, two, three, four games even maybe before they really start clicking, and that is not going to work in t- this year. Uh, the Hawkeyes are going to have to come out of the gates ready to go, and I think they're going to be ready. I'm, I'm going to pick Iowa with the win 27-20. to 20. That would cover the spread also, and Iowa hasn't given up 25 points in a game for a few years now. I don't expect Indiana to do that against the Hawkeyes, and Iowa has some explosive scores. Uh, explosive players that can, that can score some touchdowns. And I'm picking Tyler Goodson. He's my pick to click with two touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing. Also, big games from Tyrone Tracy Jr., wide receiver. He's going to be filling some big shoes, but he's he's got the experience and, and talent to do so. And then tight end Sam Laporte, I expect him to have a big game. And quarterback Spencer Petrus, you know, expect him uh, to really have a good first game of the season, more of a game manager type game. Uh, limiting turnovers, moving the ball, moving the chains, and uh, leading the Hawkeyes to victory in game one. And Iowa's defense is going to need to limit big plays. Indiana can get the ball down the field in their passing game, and so the Hawkeyes are going to have to be ready. And I think the back seven is up to that task. Fry Vogel may get get by him once, uh, but I think for the most part, the Hawkeyes' defense is going to be able to keep Indiana out of the end zone very much. So that's my prediction for this Saturday. Hawkeyes 27, Hoosiers 20. I'm excited to be there. Can't wait to tailgate and be in Kinnick with 70,000 of my best friends. Well, until next time, remember, in heaven there is no beer, and go Hawks!